I, uh, I've been away here for a little bit on, on holidays. How do you guys like my tan? Am I doing all right? Look at that. I'll give you a little more perspective. Um, I wish if I had a muscle, Murray. I've wanted one for so long. Um, just want to take a moment, just thank all of the, the guest speakers. I think that you guys were, were really blessed. I, I was able to watch the, the messages. Uh, I just want to thank uh, Pastor Andrew and, and Elliot and my, my, my buddy Dwight. And uh, Brother Bridal spoke at the beginning of July. And I just thought they did a tremendous job. In fact, I thought they did a little, little too good. So uh, they won't be coming back. <laughs> Better than the preacher. So should have told you that. But, uh, but I just want to thank everyone for, for uh, this, these last four Sundays off. Um, just had some much needed rest and time with my family. I'm ready to go. You guys ready to go? God's got some good stuff planned for us this coming ministry season. And, and we're actually just coming up to the new ministry season. Uh, I guess it officially starts for us on September 10, September 17. September 10 is Backpack Sunday. And that's when we prayerfully send our kids back to school. Anyone thankful for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, September 17 is our kickoff Sunday, and that's when we really kick off all of our programs and ministries here at King's Corner. And so um, every year, these, these couple messages before our ministry season begins, I always like to think of these as kind of preseason messages, kind of like, kind of like that pre-game speech almost in, in sports. And, and as a basketball coach, I'd often have preseason meetings with my team. And the whole purpose of those meetings was, was to get my team mentally prepared, to get them in the right mindset for, for what was about to come and to inspire them and, and try to, to motivate them. Uh, to reach our potential. And so what we do is in those preseason meetings is we would make some attainable goals together. And, uh, and we talk about our potential and, and what was possible for us to achieve. What's the win? And we would, we would define what success looks like. And so, so, so for some of those goals, uh, the first goal always was as a, as a basketball team, we would glorify God in everything we do. That was always number one, every practice, every game, all season long. But we'd have other goals that we'd make, like um, maybe we'd want to host a playoff game would be a goal. Raina, can you remember some of these? Sierra, can you remember some of these? Um, Maybe to win a regional championship, okay? Uh, Goals like that. But then what we did after we we came up with our, our goals, our attainable goals, is then we would clarify what it's going to take to achieve those goals, right? So what do we need to do to reach our potential? And so we talk about all the efforts and the sacrifices that were necessary for the win. How many of you know that sometimes winning is not easy? That it's hard? That there's a cost for the win, But if you've ever lifted a championship trophy, you know it's worth it. Can anyone anyone relate to that? And then after we we did that, we'd make a decision as a team that we're going to commit to this. We're going to get on board with whatever it takes to achieve those goals for the win. And so that's exactly what we're doing here today and, and next week in, in these preseason messages. Okay, this is what we're doing. We don't need to define the win, though, because Jesus already told us what the win is. Is that right? The win is on the wall right there. Right? The win is about making disciples of Jesus. It's reaching people. 
with the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many of you know that the stone has been rolled away? How many of you know that the tomb is empty? How many of you know that Jesus is alive? Hallelujah. And because Jesus is alive, because Jesus is alive, we can be redeemed. We can be clean. And we can have eternal hope. Amen? The when is seen people get saved, healed, delivered, equipped, empowered, filled up with the Holy Ghost to live the victorious Christian life that Jesus died for. That's the win. That's the win. Jesus already outlined the win for us. That's God's plan for his church. That's God's plan for King's Corner. That's our potential as the body of Christ. And so today what we're doing is we're not, we're not defining the win, but we're clarifying what we need to do to reach our potential at King's Corner. What is it going to take for us as a church body to achieve the win? It's not easy. It's hard. There's a cost. But if you've ever been a part of the lost becoming found, of someone giving their life to Jesus Christ, you know it's worth it. Amen? Amen. 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 And then after we do that, after we talk about what it takes this week, next week, we're going to make a decision as a church body to get on board with whatever it takes to reach this world for Jesus Christ. How many of you can get on board with that? I can do that. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say this one more time. It's not easy. And what I'm going to share might be hard sometimes for some of you. Okay? But it's worth it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for, for what you've already done here today. And, 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 and that's just being here. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for being faithful in showing up. We thank you that you're a God who shows up. That whatever we need, you show up. Whenever we need you, you show up. And so, God, we thank you for that. And, God, I just, I just want to thank you for this church body. And, and, and God, I just want to uh, acknowledge that we are all here because of you. We are all here today because you have called us to be here. This is not an accident that we're here together, but that you chose us for such a time as this. To come together in unity and in purpose. To fulfill your purpose and your plans for your kingdom, for King's Corner Church. And so God, I just pray that even though it's going to be tough, even though it's, it's, it's hard, even though there's a cost, I pray that each one of us is going to make a decision to get on board with you to get on board with your purpose and your plans to win this world for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All of you today, Lord. All of you today. And none of me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the first essential. I, I want to share some essential things that we need to do as members of the church to reach our potential and so the first essential thing that we need to do is actually, it's a heart attitude that we need to choose. It's a heart attitude that we need to choose. Okay, and in my opinion, this is the most important thing that we need to do. And I'm going to say it's probably going to be one of the, more, the most challenging things that we're going to need to do. Are you ready? We need to choose to be unselfish. We need to choose to be unselfish. It's funny, whenever I, I talk about unselfishness, I, 
I don't hear a lot of amens, Brother Bridal. I'm not sure why that is, but I'm gonna, let's try. We need to choose to be unselfish. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, our ability, this is an important teaching point, our ability to reach our potential as a church is completely dependent on our ability to choose God and others first. Our ability to reach our potential as a church is completely dependent on our ability to choose God and others first. Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility regard others as more important as yourselves. I like that scripture. It helps us to understand that another way to say choose unselfishness is choose humility. Choose humility. If you ask someone if they're selfish, what do you think the, the common response would be? No. It'd be, okay. It's, it's not just no, it's no with an attitude apparently. No. Selfishness is, is, is something we often don't see in ourselves. And the reason why is because we're born selfish and because we are incredible at it. We are incredible. It is astounding how good we are at being selfish. Okay, and so I want to help you today. I want to help you to know if you're selfish. Does that sound okay? <laughs> okay, so, so I want to give you four church scenarios, four scenarios specifically to do with church, and, and this is going to help us measure if, if we're selfish, okay? So you know you're selfish when, number one, you are continuously late. Now, how many, of you, how many of you know we're all late sometimes? Is that right? Right. Okay. Some of you just, just really cringed when you saw the word late. Um, but it's, it's when we're always late, that communicates that you believe that your time is more important than everyone else's. That's selfish. That's selfish. Okay. I also think when we are late regularly, we communicate that church is all about us. Um, in my first year pastoring here, I've been here for, for 16 years, my 16th year, I think, I don't remember. In my first year of pastoring here, um, the service was just about to begin, and I was in the foyer, and one of our church members came in, it was just like maybe a minute before the service, and uh, I said what I thought was a pretty innocent comment. <laughs> I, I said, hey, you made it just in time. You got here just under the wire. And this church member blasted me. He got so angry. And he said, I can come to church whenever I want to come to church. Right? And I don't know if he maybe thought I was like had a legalistic approach to, I don't know what it was, but, but he was angry. And I thought about that, and, and I had no idea how to respond in that moment, right? I'm just like, okay, well, God bless you. I, I'm going to go and, I'm going to go and try and preach now. Thank you for that. And, and so I didn't know how to respond, but when I thought about it, and you know what? He's right. He can come anytime he wants to if church is about him. But church is not about him. It's not about us. And, and I wonder if we ever consider this about ourselves, that maybe there's other people in the church that can benefit from your presence before church starts and after church ends. Maybe you shouldn't be the, first, the last one to come and the first one to leave. Because there might be some people in the church that specifically need your smile. They need your encouragement. They need your personality, your friendship. They need your listening ear. They need your love. They need your wisdom. They need your spiritual gifts. 
Or maybe God wants to encourage you with others and you're missing out on that. You know, one of the rules that we have for the dream team, so our dream team is all of our volunteers that serve at King's Corner. One of the rules we have for our dream team is called the 15-15 rule. And so one of the rules we have for our volunteers is, is to be here, this is when they're not serving, right? When they're serving, they have to be here earlier, but when they're not serving, to be here 15 minutes before and 15 minutes after for this very reason of connecting and loving on people. And we're not gonna make a bunch of rules here, okay? That's not what this is about, okay? But I wonder if we could make that a goal. I wonder if you could make that a goal for you and your family. To put others first and to understand that it's not about you, but it could be about someone else. And that God has gifted you and talented you and, and just, has just made you incredible. And that it's very, very, very possible and very, very, very likely that someone in this room needs you here today. Does that make sense? So number one was, you know you're selfish when you're late continuously. Number two, you know you're selfish when worship becomes about you and not him. See, see when, maybe you don't want to enter into worship anymore because you don't like the song that we're singing. Or, or maybe... Um, um, you have an issue with someone on stage. Or maybe you just got in a fight with your spouse on the way to church and you don't feel like worshiping. I've been there before. <laughs> it was probably my fault. Don't, don't worry. Um, but you know you're selfish when your worship experience becomes more important than God's worship experience. The only one that matters, please hear this, the only one that matters who's enjoying worship is him. He's the only one because worship is about him. And, and God is so gracious. How many of you know there's benefits for us in worship? How many of you know that? Absolutely there is, right? How many of you just feel ready to take on the world after you spend time worshiping the Lord, right? There's benefits, but sometimes I think we, we get confused with God's incredible gracious blessing in, in blessing us while we worship him that we start to actually think that this might be about us. And it's not. He's worthy. He's worthy. That's why we worship. We don't worship because of the blessing. We don't worship to make us feel good. We worship because he's worthy. Is that true? Philippians 4 talks about our acts of worship as a sweet aroma to the Lord. When worship becomes about you, you stink. Are you still glad I'm back from holidays? <laughs> Number three. You don't make an effort to connect because you already have connection. So you don't attend, you don't participate in the connect nights, you don't participate in life groups, you don't even make an honest effort in meet and greet time because you already have connection. Again, that's fine if church is about you, but we know it's not. You know, the reason we do connect nights, the reason we have meet and greet time, the reason we have life groups is not because we want to make ourselves more busy. It's not because we want to just have more stuff to do at the church. But the reason we do those things is because our leadership and your pastor believes that we desperately need them. The number one reason people leave King's Corner is because they don't feel connected. Did you know that? 
there are many lonely people in this congregation. That really hurts me. That bothers me more than anything else. It really does. Our decision to come to Connect Nights and join a life group, it can't be because we think it's going to be fun or not. But it's because we need to put other people first. Our, next, our first Connect Night is October 15. I'm going to do a plug here. It's a Guess Who's Coming to Dinner event on October 15. Can you raise your hand if you've participated in a Guess Who's Coming to Dinner event? Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to have sign-up sheets. Basically what that event is is we have a sign-up sheet if you want to host a, a, a meal. And we have sign-up sheets if you want to go to some, some place for a meal. right? And we try and, and, we try and uh, you know, put those people together and, and they have some connection time. And um, I just really appreciate the people in our church that participate for the purposes of helping others get connected. Um, But listen, if you think those events are about you, then you've missed the point of it. So so I just want to thank you so much. It just means so much to me personally for those of you who are willing to participate in those. And, And I know God's very proud of you too. Number one, you know you're selfish when you're continuously late. Number two, when worship becomes about you. Number three, when, when you don't try to connect because you already have connection. And number four, it's when serving, when serving becomes about you and not him. So maybe you stop serving in a ministry because you didn't get your own way. Maybe, maybe things aren't run the way that you think they should run. Maybe you're kind of in a place now where you're more complaining. You have more of a desire to complain than to serve, right? You feel like you should be making the decisions. You should be leading this group. You know, a very, very important lesson that I had to learn before I became a pastor, and I don't believe God would ever have let me come to this position unless I learned this lesson, and it was a hard lesson for me, but this is it. To have authority, you need to learn to submit to authority joyfully. To have authority, you need to learn to submit to authority joyfully. Listen, not just submit and be willing to come under leadership, but do it with an attitude of support and encouragement. Even if you don't agree with everything, every decision that's made. Right? Or maybe, maybe, you don't feel like you get enough appreciation and recognition for your service. And, and I understand that, and that's legit. Unfortunately, how many of you in this room know that ministry is often a thankless job? Right? And even in our best efforts as leadership to plan for appreciation within ministries, and we try to have a culture of honor here, there's still always going to be times when you feel unappreciated. And that's just the reality of ministry, of serving and ministering to people. That's just the reality of it. Okay? And, and Jesus knows about that better than we ever will. Is that true? What, what, look what Jesus got for his service. Spit on, beaten up, and crucified. But he still chose to lay down his life. He still chose others above himself. And the truly unselfish believer doesn't covet people's recognition of their value, but they just desire to add value. They're not interested in earthly rewards because they're storing up treasure in heaven. Their reward is that. Their reward is contributing to making Disciples, so they don't even complain about service going 10 minutes longer while they're holding a stinky, cryy baby in the nursery, but they're just excited that their parents are in the service listening to the gospel of Jesus and potentially making a choice to come into the family of God. That's enough for them. That's the kind of servants that God's looking for. Is that right? The right heart attitude of an unselfish person will often declare 
John 3.30. He must become greater. I must become less. The unselfish believer will choose a towel over a title every time. Amen? He must become greater. We must become less. Hallelujah. Remember what I said before. Okay, this isn't easy. Right? And I believe this is the hardest lesson we we learn as believers in this journey to become like Jesus, moving from selfishness to love. This is the hardest lesson we learn. It really is. Right? And, and so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad today. That is the absolute opposite. Right? But, but I just want us to just, to just um, get a hold of, of God's heart for us. Right? And as long as we're selfish, we're never going to be able to do the things that God wants us to do. We can't win if we love ourselves more than God and other people. So number one, we need to choose to be unselfish. I've only got two points today. Isn't that amazing? Number two, the second essential thing that we need to do to reach our potential as a church body is love intentionally. Love intentionally means to love on purpose. How many of you know that Jesus loved on purpose? Jesus was intentional about making friends, wasn't he? Jesus was intentional about making friends, right? He went out of his way to go through Samaria on his way to Galilee so he could make a friend, with the woman at the well. Do you remember that? Right? Jesus intentionally went to Matthew's big party knowing there'd be a whole bunch of unbelievers there. Why? Because Jesus wanted to make more friends. Jesus intentionally pointed out Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today for supper because he intentionally was trying to make another friend. Jesus never stopped making friends. And you know what? Jesus was never content with how many friends he had. Was he? Even on the cross, Jesus made a friend. Isn't that incredible? Even on the cross, Jesus made a friend. Right? And so we're going to be intentional about making friends at King's Corner. You know, I believe that we are so... Uh, we, we do so well at being friendly and welcoming people. Um, Charity and I and, and, and Isaiah's here, we went to another church this last week and uh, last Sunday. And, um, and other than the, um, the, the few people there that knew us, there was one couple there, only, only one couple that um, sincerely came over and made an effort to come and to meet us and to welcome us. And they were a lovely couple, and I really appreciated them. But, um, but you know what I thought to myself? This wouldn't happen at King's Corner. There's going to be more than one, one person coming over and saying hi to us at King's Corner, right? And I am just, I am just so um, proud of you. Okay? And I'm so proud of our church, and I am phenomenally biased. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, but, but I wonder, so, so, so we're good at being friendly, okay? But I do believe that we can be better at making friends. One of the most, the most basic, most simplest thing about making friends that, that makes such a big difference, that goes such a long way, do you know what it is? Learning someone's name. Learning someone's name. I wonder, I wonder how good we are at learning each other's names. I wonder if you can look around this room right now 
How many of you would feel comfortable if, if I just pick on Jeremy? And I say, hey, Jeremy, how, how, would, how comfortable would you feel if I picked on Jeremy? I say, Jeremy, who's this person? Who's that person? Who, how, how comfortable do you feel with that, Jer? 50-50? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. That's good. That's good. That's an honest answer. Okay, how, how comfortable would you feel if I had you stand up and come up front and I said, what's this person's name? What that's, that's, what's, that, what's this person's name, right? Okay, well, we're going to find out how, how good we are, all right? And so don't worry. Don't worry, <laughs> uh, I love Abby. So don't worry. I'm not going to embarrass anyone, but we're going to do a kahoot. Does that sound good? So go ahead, grab your phones. Grab your phones. And so what I want you to do is I want you to text in your phone, text kahoot.it. It says it on the screen there at the top. Kahoot.it should take you right to it. Is that right? Did you guys, does anyone find it? Kahoot.it. And then when you get to the Kahoot, it's going to give you a number to fill in. That's the game pin number right there, 247-330. So we got Media Maniac, we got Fox, Isaiah, and Haley so far, Kirsten, and a whole bunch more just added. Okay, so go ahead if you, if you want to join Kahoot.it. Now, whether you join or not or you're able to join or not, because I think there is a max of how many we can do, um, I want you to individually, all of you can do this, keep track of how many right answers you get out of 10. Okay, there's just 10 questions. Keep, keep track of how many answers you get. Okay, so how many we got so far? 38? 39? Okay, good job. Wow, we're doing great. I don't know if we've ever had this many. What's that? Maybe, because I don't think we've ever had 50 people. 52. Hey, Vince made it. Way to go, Vince. <laughs> but just, well... That's not bad, I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. 55. I'm going to give you another 30 seconds. Rogue Lane. Okay, I find it interesting how you decided to choose your, your uh, what do you call those things? Um, oh, it auto-generates the, the picture? Oh, okay. I thought maybe you guys have some kind of a connection with, with these strange things. Okay, we're, we're already at 59. Okay, we've got 10 more seconds, and we're going it, to... It's tough to do this at home because there's, there's a bit of a delay. So you can try, but you will lose, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, you will lose. Okay, we got six people. Okay, so here we go. Here's, here's the Kahoot. It's called, What's My Name? Okay, What's My Name? Here's the first question. It's going to start, and it, it, a lot of them are, are quiz. This one's true or false. Okay, my name is Richard. So there's a picture of someone... There's a picture of Richard, or is it? It's true or false. Okay. You just do your best guess. If, if, you're, if you're new here, uh, do your best. Okay, so 34 knew that was false. Of course, that was a picture of Neil. And 23 people did not know Neil's name. Okay, next question. Okay, what's my wife's name? So there's going to be a picture right away. What is my wife's name? That is Brad and his wife. 
So it's just your best guess. <laughs> if, you're, if you're new, if you're new here, it's going to be tough. But do your best. Isaiah, are you playing? Is someone not playing that could do me a favor? I just need, I need three Tim Hortons cards from my desk. So you both are going. There's going to be, there's going to be three winners of this. So, of course, the answer was Stephanie. Stephanie. Good job. 41. That's better. Okay. So who's in the lead? Haley. Haley. Is that this Haley? Is in the lead. Good job. Okay. Next. Question three. What is my owner's name? What is my owner's name? Brittany, Jenny, Susan, Chloe. See how I said Chloe dramatically. <laughs> okay, do your best. It is Jenny. Whoa. I guess she didn't look like a Susan. No person says it. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Becky, too, for trying to help there. Okay, what are we doing? Fox, back in the lead. Back in the lead. I guess Haley didn't know that one. Okay, question four. What is my husband's name? What is my husband's name? He looks a little different today. I can't put my finger on it. I, there's something strange about Mike, Mel, Stephen, Mark. But what is my husband's name? Of course, the answer is Mark. That is Mark. Mike, not quite. Charity! In the lead, yeah. Yes, I'm cheering for you. <laughs> Question five. What is our names? Is it Drew and Stacy, Fox and Robin, Luke and Layla, Mike and Jolene? Luke and Leia. Leia. Did I say Layla? Luke and Leia. Mike and Jolene. That's a handsome couple right there. Expecting their firstborn child in September. There you go. Six people thought Drew and Stacy. Okay, let's move on. And so, Sikshaw. Nick and Sarah, I'm guessing that is. Question six What's my name? What's my name? This person is in Jamaica right now. I asked her to jump in the ocean for me. Okay, so 19. Wow, that's horrible. Okay, moving on. Uh, this is why we're doing this. Uh, Charity's back in the lead. Next, question seven. What is my dad's name? What is my dad's name? Is that Ashley's sister? Is, is that Rob's daughter? Who is that? Of course, that is Elliot's daughter. Someone thought that was, 12 people thought that was Brad's. Nope, that is Mackenzie. Okay, Charity's back in the lead. Question eight, what's my name? Who is that lady? Who's that lady? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. What's my name? What's my name? Of course, that is our dear friend, Brenda. Fourteen people thought that was Elaine Harder. Okay, Charity's still winning. Okay, next question nine is a true or false? True or false? My full name is Marlesa Johnson. My full name is Marlesa Johnson. Is that true? Is that false? So this time you actually have to know the last name as well. Okay, Marlesa Johnson. She's here. 
She'll be incredibly offended if you don't get this correct. I don't want to put any pressure on you. Okay, so that is false. That is Marlissa Grant. That is Marlissa Grant. And so, wow. Wow, that was worse than 50-50, Jeremy. Worse. Okay, next one. Oh, Ashley popped in the lead. Question 10 out of 10, what is my mom's name? What is my mom's name? Is it Layla, Jenna Lynn, Norma Lynn, Lizelle? What's my mom's name? Layla, Jenna Lynn, Norma Lizelle. This is the last question. Of course, it's Lizelle. And of course, that was our uh, loved LJ. Okay, good job. So third place, Ashley. Second place, Charity. And the winner was? Sixshaw. Sixshaw, come on up. Get your, get your Tim Hortons. There you go. There you go. I need, I need the other two uh, podium finner, finishers to come on up. Good job. I know it's okay. I'll give it to her. <laughs> we want to make her come all the way up. Thanks, Ashley. Good job. April, Rob's going to be disappointed. I think this is the first time, the first time a Howard did not finish on the podium at a Kahoot. So I just want to, I just, oh, well, that's really, wow. That was, that's, that's interesting that you're clapping for a lie. But, but that's nice. Okay. Now, I wonder, because one of the options for Kahoot, one of the options for a Kahoot is that you have to type the answer. I wonder how we would have done if you had to type the answer and you didn't have the answer on the screen. Do you, do you see where I'm getting at? Right? And so, so I think we can be better. I think we can be better. This, this is my challenge for you. This is my challenge. Okay? And this is not the only time I'm going to say this challenge. My challenge is that every Sunday, you learn one person's name, and the next time you see them, you, you greet them by their name. Is that possible? Is that, is that, can we do that? Is that reasonable? Every Sunday, learn one person's name. Raise your hand if you've already learned one person's name today. Wow! That's amazing. That really excites me. I'm serious. That really excites me. So the next time you meet that person that you learn their name, you're going to say, you're going to greet them by their name. We're going to do that every Sunday, 52 weeks starting now. Does that sound good? So at the very least, at the very least, you're going to learn 52 more names this year. Is that right? Okay. I'm not kidding. Right? We're going to learn 52 more names. Okay? Okay. Uh, And the last thing. So loving intentionally means making friends. Absolutely. Loving intentionally also means choosing to forgive. Choosing to forgive. Okay, and, 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 and I think this is probably, in the last 16 years, the, the 6,786th time I've talked about forgiveness. Because we always, seem to, we always seem to need to talk about it, don't we? Right? I know I do. I need to talk about it all the time and hear about it all the time. Okay, but this is my promise to you. This is my promise as a pastor to you, a church, a church goer. This is my promise you will undoubtedly have many, many, many opportunities to get offended in this church. That's my promise. How's that? Okay. (laughs) I promise you, I promise you that people in this church will annoy you. They will offend you. They will hurt you. And sometimes it might even be on purpose. 
That's not because we're all jerks. That's not why. It's because we're human, we're imperfect, and we're going through this process called sanctification where God is setting us apart, where we're becoming like Jesus. We're all going through this process. Is that true as believers? Okay? And and it's a long journey. I'm probably the closest to the end. Phyllis, you probably have the furthest to go, but listen, it's, we, Phyllis, Phyllis, hey, Phyllis, we love you, okay? We still love you. Of course, of course I'm joking, of course I'm joking, okay? I'm the first to admit, I'm the first to admit, okay, that I have been responsible for much offense in this church. And I am so thankful for a church family that loves intentionally, that chooses to forgive. How many of you need a church family that loves intentionally and chooses to forgive? How many of you need that? Amen. Amen. Can we be a church family that loves intentionally? Can we do that? I love this scripture in Colossians chapter 3. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, and so you must forgive Others, above all else, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Let me ask you a question. When you read this scripture, do you get any kind of impression that this is a suggestion from God? You know, you know people say, I'm not ready to forgive. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. God says we have to forgive. It might take some time. It might take some time. You might have to do it over and over. But you got to start now. You got to start now. Since God chose you, you must choose, it says. We need to always get dressed before we come to King's Corner with physical clothes (laughs) and with love. We have to put on love. You're putting on your socks, putting on mercy, right? Putting on your pants, putting on patience. Putting on your shirt, putting on grace. We have to put on, clothe ourselves with love. Make allowance for each other's faults. We, we need to allow people. We need to give them allowance to make mistakes and don't hold it against them. We need to allow people to be human. Right? We have to give them that allowance to give each other room to learn and grow and become like Jesus. Right? When a child's learning how to walk, we give them room to fall and get back up again. Right? We don't get mad at them because they fall. Right, we give them room. We give them allowance. Okay, we need to do that for each other. And we need to remember that God forgave you. Whatever you are upset about, whatever the person, the guilty person has done that that owes you a debt, you were just as guilty or more standing before God. And God chose to forgive us. Hallelujah. He chose to forgive the debt. Amen? That's what we have to do. We can't win this world for Jesus if we're living in resentment and bitterness at the same time. It's impossible. We will lose if we can't forgive. Do you ever hear that? We will lose if we can't forgive. But when we choose to love intentionally, 
Look out. Look out. God's going to do incredible things through this church body when we choose to love intentionally. That sound good? Now, something that goes along with this message and, and the message for next week specifically is a survey. So some of you might have noticed I, I, I emailed you that link to do a survey. And the purpose of the survey is to help us to understand how we can serve you better. It's to help us to understand how we can get you connected better at King's Quarter Church. That's the purpose of the survey. Okay, so I sent you the link. One person texted me back and said they couldn't open it on their phone. I was able to, and so was uh, another, uh, Tammy was able to. And so I hope that you'll be able to do it. But maybe if it doesn't work on your phone, maybe you got to go to your home computer. I don't know. But I, I don't really get that kind of stuff. Do you have something to say, Fox? Oh, that's what Jody was telling me. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. So we're going to fix that survey. Uh, that's my fault. I apologize. We'll fix that survey, and then we'll, we'll send it out again. It doesn't even have to be tonight. It can be tomorrow. But, um, but if you could fill, you got a week, if you could, in this next week, if you could fill out that survey, it's four, it's four categories, I don't know, maybe ten questions. Uh, it should take you literally a minute or two. Uh, if you could fill it out, that would really help us as leadership out for this upcoming ministry season, okay? So again, it's just part of that process of, of we want to prepare you and, and, and you're going to help prepare us for the upcoming ministry season, okay? Any questions about that? So, um, yes. Now, that's good. That's good. So, if you are a visitor today, or, you know, obviously we don't have your email, um, but you'd like to, or maybe you're just new to King's Corner, we have, um, we've got some, some paper copies of the survey. So actually, these ones would work, right? Yeah, so we've got some paper copies. So if you would rather fill out a paper copy, thank you for saying that, uh, please come and get a paper copy, and then you can just leave this with Sherry at the info desk at the end of the service. Okay. Pardon me? So there's other phones yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why we got the paper copies. Okay. So um, what we're going to do is, is our service is officially dismissed at this time. I'm going to invite the worship team forward, though. And I'm going to invite our prayer team forward. At the end of every service, um, we, uh, we have our prayer team available. So as the worship team plays another song... Um, um, uh, please uh, feel, feel free to come up to our prayer team for prayer. Um, but if, if, if you'd like to go, that's okay too. We're officially dismissed right now. Uh, just ask that we maybe do that quietly and not disrupt anyone that's at the front here, okay? God bless everyone.